Hello, my friend, and welcome to today's episode. Don't waste a single meal. Use it for evaluations. Now, are you ready for it to embark on a transformative journey towards your weight loss goals? Let's explore a powerful method that can change the way you think about food and pave the path to a healthier, happier you. Now, this is something which is very, very unusual, right? Like, what do I even mean by um, don't let a single meal go to waste? And this is coming from experience, my own experience, the way I coach my clients on their weight loss goals. And I noticed that, like, I have been in maintenance myself for the longest time, but I had this goal of like 52, 52, 52. And then there came a point, I was like, you know what, I'm not interested in going to 52, I'm going to be at 54. So I lost like went from 57 to 54, with like just proper planning and eating as planned meals. And then for you guys, I decided to go off flour and sugar completely. Like that was the intention. Like, of course, there were some days when I was having flour and sugar. But 90% of the times I'm off, off sugar throughout the week, off flour, off fried food, off like I'm just eating healthy. I lose weight with that. Like today morning, like yesterday night, I, I probably ate a little bit more rice because I'm like, oh, I need some it's tasty, it's tasty. And I just keep eating it. But because it's healthy, my weight is like 52 now. I have no idea that flour and sugar could have that kind of impact. So the goal is to eat healthy. The goal is if you want to lose weight, goal is keep two meals a day. Lose the weight. Then focus on maintenance period. You just have to manage your mind when it comes to weight loss and maintenance. That's it. It's nothing to do with exercise or which diet to follow and all of that. It's not that. Those are just like some decisions that we make. But the, what we are going to talk about today's episode is this tool of evaluating your meals. And I don't want you to let go of any single meal. Because every meal is an opportunity for you to understand why you ate what you ate and how you would like to eat differently next time. So it is true. Okay, I can't read my script. Oh, now I can. Or maybe I can increase the font. <laughs> Let me check. Oh, goody. Anyway, I'll just read this. You guys look at me in my glasses. It is true. There are primarily two ways to shed those extra pounds. Number one is mindful eating, where you take control of your eating habits. You make conscious choices to consume less and fuel your food, fuel your body with healthier options. That is mindful eating. And the other option of weight loss is basically medical intervention. Some of for some medications, I'm not even aware of these medications, but there is the latest one is Ozempic. But some offer those, some offer diabetes medications, and some offer surgical procedures to assist in their weight loss journey. Exercise plays a vital role too, but on its own, just exercise, it might not deliver the results that you desire. The real secret lies in mindful, reduced eating. And this, and this does not mean starving yourself. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not talking about deprivation or starvation. You're not doing crash diet. 
there's that's like so different right like we think that dieting means either i can eat whatever i want or i crash diet there's nothing in between no there is like intentional eating in between two meals a day in between intermittent fasting in between eat until eat healthy foods in between right so the goal is to eat less but while choosing healthy nourishing foods you need to engage your higher brain constantly you can't just like go unconscious whenever you're eating you know what i mean if you have done the unconscious eating now regarding weight loss medications most of them are diabetes medications which try to improve insulin release but they need to be taken daily also diabetes patients would always take priority so if there is a shortage of those drugs like ozempic which is suddenly in shortage because all the weight loss patients were taking it diabetic patients are not getting it so the doctors have to like really decide if you have diabetes then you get the drug otherwise you don't and i personally don't recommend any sort of medication so i'm like very against it it's like i feel like i didn't do my job um as a weight loss mindset coach so that is medications and then there is weight loss surgery here like i have coached lots of weight patients who have done weight loss surgeries and then they are still stuck in a plateau phase where they are not able to um go beyond a number some of them have gone very thin already some of them are getting dizziness they can barely eat anything and they feel constantly dizzy because they they just it's all messed up inside some of them did it very gradually they went through all the therapy and all the counseling before they could become eligible for a weight loss procedure right so that is also not easy really but what they do in a weight loss surgery is basically they try to shrink the stomach size so that you lose the desire to eat like your stomach will hurt if you eat more you just can't eat right they reduce your ability to eat and it can be a blessing for those who have morbid obesity morbidly obese you know those who are like really overweight they cannot function in life but they will need to be supported emotionally constantly even after the weight loss as these people who are going through surgery right now they had used food to cope with their emotions and if they don't have a strong emotional support system in place they suffer they really suffer because what happens with food those who are eating emotionally is that once you take away the food all the emotions are all raw and they don't know how to cope with it so there is that way of losing weight right like weight loss there is medication now you can deep dive also in the macros and micros uh when it comes to eating healthy foods or you can experiment with various diets like intermittent fasting low carb high carb low carb high fat keto diet low fat diet plant based diets high protein diet low sugar diet you can try any of those and lose the weight but the common thread of weight loss is always to reduce your food intake to have weight loss success it's always going to be to reduce the food intake and here's the catch all that lost weight can creep back up when an old habit returns you know what i mean like suppose you went on keto so many people went on keto right and they lost the weight and then in a few months they gave up on keto they said it's either too expensive or they can't maintain it and the, the brain will give you a lot of reasons why that is not sustainable and they gain it all back 
Plus, they were really traumatized <laughs> in those times when they were having keto while they didn't have access to managing their minds. So all the weight which was lost is going to return. Now, why for many of us, food isn't just fuel? Because it's also a source of comfort, a source of solace. Emotional stressors often lead to emotional eating. Picture the scenario. Take the case of a PCOS woman who is on strict diets, who has lost, who wants to lose weight, but life throws a curveball and they lose the support of a trainer or a nutritionist they once had. The strict discipline fades away and they revert back to old habits. In fact, they might eat even more this time, trapped in a cycle of self-blame and guilt for not maintaining a healthy diet. It's time to break free from that cycle. Remember, food should only be fuel now, not comfort blanket. With countless delectable yet unhealthy dishes around, we must discover new ways to nurture ourselves. And it begins by committing to a healthy way of eating. Each time you sway away or go off track, it's a chance to uncover the underlying issues. To do this, I invite you to evaluate every meal by answering these four pivotal questions. Why did I choose this food? What emotional problems was I trying to escape? Did I eat beyond fullness? What will I eat tomorrow? Now, I would like to give this example. Um, I am eating pretty healthily, but today I had a cup of tea and it had sugar, a jaggery, and it had some milk. Both are off my plan and I had it. And there's too much drama around it, actually. I had it and I had no time in between. And then I literally had to message my husband to please come and heat my tea up again because I'm in between coaching calls. <laughs> so it was very dramatic. For me also, it was so much dramatic. I don't do such things. Like I'm like pretty good at managing my emotions. So why did I choose this food, this tea with sugar and dairy, which is off plan? It was because I just was not in the mood to coach today. I just was like not. I was like there were back-to-back -back calls I had placed and my back was hurting. I just was not feeling so good, I guess. Then the next question is, what emotional problem was I trying to escape? I was feeling very much resistant. I didn't want to do what I was doing, you know? And it is this skill. Like, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to coach someone. It's my work, right? Like, I'm coaching people. And in that moment, I didn't want to do that. But I was doing it anyway. But there was a lot of discomfort I was experiencing. And I decided to have a cup of tea, which was not even sweet, which was like, ah, oh, it was not even good. It was not a good tasting. The jaggery tea is not sweet. It's not nice at all. And I don't know why I do that to myself. I would have just like had the normal sugar. But the, I, I do know my reasons why I didn't put normal sugar. I have normal white sugar also at home for my husband. But I didn't put that because I know that shit is addictive as hell. Like one cup and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to just have one more. And I'm going to have one more. So even now I'm having this green tea. Even when my brain was like craving, let's go for the sugary tea. But then thankfully, because I had added jaggery instead of the white sugar, which is still a better option, right? So I was trying to escape the discomfort of working. 
when I didn't want to work, right? Did I eat beyond fullness? Like it was just tea. It didn't do anything to me. There was no fullness. And what will I eat tomorrow? Now, tomorrow I will not be coaching, but I will be in a clinic getting some work done. And that is like a set routine for me. I, I have tea, but I will have black tea. And it's like a set habit over there. So I don't have add sugar and all that. So I know I'll be fine tomorrow. So this answering these four questions has solidified my habit that, okay, I know in the clinic, I'm not going to like eat out of plan. And also I've recognized that I had the discomfort and I could have just like sat with that discomfort, which I did. And that tea really didn't do anything. I was still uncomfortable. So there was that awareness built for me. So these questions, these four questions, why did I choose that food? What emotional problem was I trying to escape from? Did I eat beyond fullness? And what will I eat tomorrow? These four questions form the basis of a new conversation around food. Let me share another example from my journey. So, I indulged in hazelnut chocolate after dinner uh, the other day. Now it was sweet and I craved that sweetness. And But diving deeper, I realized I was masking my anger and fear of rejection uh, due to an uncomfortable request someone had made. And I overindulged by eating five of those hazelnut chocolates until it hurt. It really hurt. It was like, hurting me in the throat and I was like oh this doesn't even taste good right so this happened like it's not on my plan to eat hazelnut chocolate it has sugar in it but then it was there and I was like let's go I was so depleted because this person was asking me for something from me which I didn't want to do at all so what will I eat tomorrow well I'll plan a healthier homemade chocolate treat with maple syrup and banana uh, for sweetness. It's not just delicious, but also a definite way to care for my tomorrow self who might crave something sweet again. But this time I have planned something PCS friendly, right? And I like my maple syrup was over uh, some days back and I was like, I still want something sweet. And I literally took half a banana and I had this almond butter mix the two and it's like some sort of mithai it's like dessert <laughs> it's amazing and it's rich in taste it's like so nourishing and i mean you can come up with these sort of homemade things only when you open that part of your brain to be creative about it all right so this meal evaluation also uncovered my emotional problem my fear of rejection facing the fear head on I explored potential solutions like I could negotiate with this human being to get what I want. And if they don't budge, then I'm 100% sure that I will find creative ways to tackle this uncomfortable task. And I kid you not, what she was asking me was actually to sign a 51-page PDF document. Like, I'm like, I'm from the old age where we used to take printouts and then we used to sign and we scan like 51 page document my brain was like flipping all over like how can she ask this and all then my husband came up and he was like he also wanted some document to be signed and then I realized I have this iPad with an eye pencil 
and there is a function of like let me go to the googles let me go to youtube they always have a solution and i found a solution you can actually sign a 51 page document in an ipad like device or any sort of smart device with a pencil and you don't have to take any print or anything so you have to really let like we really live in an era where there is answers for everything provided our brain is not flipping so that one meal which I overate hazelnut chocolate has solved two problems for me. I solved an unhealthy, unplanned food problem by planning a better meal next time. And I solved an emotional problem where I found out that my brain was just going in this hissy fit because it was thinking something, right? Meal evaluations may feel uncomfortable at first, like any new skill. But as you begin to solve problems, make healthier food choices and lose weight, your brain will eagerly embrace this practice. Ready to get started? Grab my worksheet to evaluate every meal. It's linked in the bio. Plus, I invite you to join my PCOS Mindset Group, where you can connect with me directly for coaching on all those emotional problems and guidance on your journey to a healthier you. If you need private coaching, that is available too. Just book a PCOS strategy call with me so we can see whether we can work together. It's time to take control, transform your relationship with food and unlock the path to your weight loss success. Your journey is worth every step. All right, my friend, that's it for today. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.